Today we'll be looking at the story of Joseph. The story of Joseph is a story of bad things happening to a good person. It's a story of what the enemy meant for evil, God can use it for good. It's a story of grace, a story that illustrates God's sovereignty over evil. I've entitled this message, God Intended It for Good. Now, it may not appear like it at the moment. It may not look like it tomorrow. But no matter what you are experiencing, God can use it for good. We'll be looking at Joseph's life and how he was able to tell his brothers what you intended for harm, God intended for good. So if you have your Bibles, open up to Genesis 50, starting at verse 29. We're just going to read two verses of this story of Joseph. Genesis 50, verse 19. But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. I am in the place of God. You intended it to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Friends, God can take an evil intention of man and use it for his good. He can use the pain and suffering we experience in life to bring about a blessing that extends far beyond your life and mine and a blessing that blesses generations to come. All you need to do is to read the scriptures and you will see that this is true. Look at Abraham's life, Moses' life, Joseph's life, and others. They all experience difficulties in life, some painful, difficult, and life-threatening situations, and yet God used those situations for good, and he can do the same for you today. God can use the enemy, what the enemy meant for evil and use it to display his love, mercy, and grace to all mankind. Keep focused on God and know that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will deliver you from the evil enemy's intent and usher you in for his good and perfect will. Not many people can see good in a difficult situation at first glance. However, with faith and trust in the Lord, one can look back over a different difficult situation and you will often recognize the hand of God and understand that he can use even painful situations for good. Begin to look uh, past the pain and look to the Lord. Look forward to the blessings of God, even if you can't see it at the moment. You see, the question is, can you do that? Can you see it? Do you look for it? Can you believe it? Will you admit, recognize, receive, and believe the truth that God can use the painful situation in a person's life for good? You know, it was only seven days ago that we celebrated Easter, the empty tomb, the day Jesus rose from the grave. That actual event 
of Jesus being raised from the dead occurred some 2,000 years ago, and yet we celebrate Easter, and that never gets old. Easter can only come after a painful, sorrowful death that Jesus experienced. The disciples did not see the good in the awful crucifixion and the death of Jesus that Friday. Jesus's lifeless body being placed in the tomb was not a good sign. The stone closing over the entrance of the tomb didn't help anyone feel good that day. Jesus's followers were physically, emotionally, and spiritually devastated that Friday. But wait, Sunday morning was a different story. Everything looked bleak Sunday morning, that is, until they saw the stone rolled away and they learned that Jesus had risen from the grave. See, God took what the enemy meant for evil and used it for good. And that event has blessed millions upon millions of people over generations and it continues to bless people today and on into eternity. That painful event ushered in salvation and forgiveness of sin. It ushered in redemption and eternal life with Christ. It gives hope to the hopeless. It broke the bondage of sin and death and paid the debt that no one could pay except Jesus. It has sealed Satan's eternal state, and it has confirmed God's promise that was given way back in Genesis. You see, we're not able to celebrate Easter this, this year as a, as a church family because we have had to shelter in place due to the coronavirus, and yet millions of believers gathered in their homes as families, as individuals, and celebrated the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. We all gave thanks to God and Almighty and worshiped the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And yes, God can use what the enemy meant for evil, he can use for good. The resurrection speaks of hope and eternal life in Christ and will occur for every believer. But it is only after the pain and death of Jesus the Lord, the Christ, that occurred three days earlier on Friday. What pain are you feeling today that you can look back and see the hand of God orchestrating and bringing you through it? For some people, this was the first time that they would not be in church for Easter. For others, it might have been their very first Easter that they would have celebrated with their church family. Yes, I would say everyone will remember this Easter for a long time. The cable stations, the internet, the airwaves, the radio waves all carried the Easter celebration services across the land and from different countries and corners around the world. For those who were sheltering in and they chose to turn in and listen to an Easter celebration. 
Easter reminds the believer of God's love and reaffirms his promises, even in the midst of pain and sorrow, grief or hardship. It reminds us of the truth that Jesus is the Son of God, the promised Messiah and Savior, that without Jesus' death on the cross, there would be no Easter. Without Jesus' lifeless body being placed in the tomb and the stone rolled and, and shut that, that entryway, we never would have known about Easter. It took that stone to be rolled away that we would come to know about Easter and Jesus rising from the dead. Without the disciples and those who found the empty tomb and them sharing their faith of the good news of Jesus' resurrection, we never would have known of the resurrection. We might never fully have understood the resurrection that God loves us, the love that endures through pain and death, a love that required Jesus to die for the sins of the world, a love that, that uh, tells evil, that takes evil and uses it for good, the love that God has for mankind, a love where God created man in his own image and likeness, and then God breathed the breath of life into man. What a love. See, God has displayed his love for mankind ever since he breathed life into man. God's love for you, he loves you so much, he allowed his son, Jesus, to endure physical pain and suffer death along with experience the rejection of God because of sin so that you would experience the love of God for all eternity. When Adam and Eve sinned, God permitted, uh, made the garments of, of skin for them. God's love was displayed in his promise of one that would crush the head of the serpent. Jesus' birth, his crucifixion, his death, his burial, and then him being raised on the third day is that promise of God being fulfilled. No matter what seems to happen, God's love can be seen in times of pain and suffering and, yes, even death. It is seen in the joy of eternal life with Christ for every believer. The Old Testament records how the Israelites turned their back on God and how God delivered them from bondage and suffering when they cried out to him. The Old Testament records how the prophets looked forward to the coming of the Messiah. The New Testament records how the Israelites and religious leaders of the day looked for the Messiah, but most of them did not recognize Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. They missed him. Down the ages, the world and many religious leaders and religions have refused to acknowledge or recognize that Jesus is the Son of God, the Savior of the world. Instead, many have chosen to believe a lie of the enemy. They have chosen to believe in their own ability. 
They've made up their own gods. They have chosen to blame God, someone who they refused to believe in when things were bad. And they chose not to believe the truth of God when things were good, when confronted with the truth of the gospel. You see, in one instance, it's God's fault, and they refuse to believe in God. And on the other, a person cries out to God for help when they find themselves at death's doorstop. But know this, that cry for help when mixed with faith in Christ is what Easter is all about. New life in Christ Jesus. As believers, we must not follow the world's lead and, and blame God for all the bad things in life. Instead, let us recognize that God is in control no matter how things may look. No matter how un, incontrollable or uncontrollable things look, God is still in control. Romans 8.28 says this, And we know that all things work... Uh, all th we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Now with this in mind, I want us to consider the situation Joseph finds himself in through none of his own doing. In Genesis, we learn that Joseph is the son of Jacob and Rachel. In chapter 37, we read that Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other sons, and that caused some bad feelings between the boys. God was beginning to move in Joseph's heart. God had given Joseph several dreams that he shared with his brothers and father. Joseph's brothers had become jealous of Joseph partly due to what his father's obvious love and favor for Joseph over all the other sons, but also because of Joseph's dreams and what he was sharing and how he shared them. Jacob had given Joseph, you may remember, a robe of many colors, and that robe only helped to remind the other sons that Joseph loved, or that, rather that jo Jacob loved Joseph more than them. One day when they were out grazing their father's flock, they saw Joseph walking towards them and they decided to deal with Joseph once and for all. First they stripped him of his robe and threw him in a cistern, a, a pit, an old well, then they sold Joseph to some merchants who were on their way to Egypt. Joseph's brothers lied to their father Jacob and tricked him into thinking that Joseph had been killed by some animal. Now I want you to understand that Joseph at this point is only 17 years old when all this began to happen. I can't imagine what would have gone through a 17 year old's mind. His brothers sold him to some traveling merchant. Soon Joseph is sold again into slavery into one of Pharaoh's officials' home. Potiphar, Joseph's new master, recognized the favor of God that was on Joseph. 
and placed everything in his household under Joseph's care. Joseph serves Potiphar faithfully. But one day, Potiphar's wife lies and accuses Joseph of doing something that he, he refused to do. He did not want to do. He felt it was wrong for him. And Joseph is put in prison. The head of the jailer, the head jailer quickly saw the favor of God that was on Joseph and put Joseph in charge of all that was in the jail. During all this, the Lord was with Joseph. I wonder how Joseph must have felt being mistreated as he was. Was he thinking that he was blessed by God and life is good? Probably not. Joseph's life was not easy, and yet it appears that Joseph never blames God for any of it. Instead, Joseph remains true and faithful. To God Almighty. He remains a person of integrity even in the face of being treated badly. Joseph would soon know two of Pharaoh's officials who found themselves in prison with him. Pharaoh's chief baker and cupbearer. Both the baker and cupbearer have dreams that Joseph correctly interprets for them. Joseph's only request was that they would remember him in the future. But two years passed without a word until one day when Pharaoh has a dream that no one can interpret. Pharaoh's cupbearer remembers how Joseph interpreted his dream correctly. And after being called and cleaned up, Joseph is brought before Pharaoh to interpret Pharaoh's dream. Joseph interprets the dream correctly and gives God the glory, acknowledging to Pharaoh that God knows all things. Joseph is quickly recognized as being wise and discerning, and once again, Joseph gives all the glory to God. Joseph is now raised to being the second in command of all Egypt, second only to Pharaoh. Joseph's story appears to be a story from riches to rags to riches. Thirteen years have gone by since Joseph was first sold by his brothers into slavery. Thirteen years of not knowing why all this was happening to him. Thirteen years of wondering, why me, God? Why me? Maybe you've thought those things. Thirteen emotionally painful years. Thirteen long, dark years for Joseph. Where not a soul knew or cared anything about him. Joseph could have become spiritually hardened or angry at God, but he didn't. Instead, Joseph remained faithful to God those 13 years, and he refused to do anything to sin against God Almighty. 
Again, Joseph, now second in command of all Egypt, and, uh, and, and, and Pharaoh's dream is now becoming to come true. God has blessed the land with seven years of plenty, and, and Joseph is storing up as much as resources as he can in order to last the seven, years, seven lean years of famine that God had shown him would come. I want you to notice something. Even in the story of Joseph, in the story of his pain, the pain and suffering of these years of famine actually brought Joseph and his family back together. Their relationship, once destroyed by evil intent, is now being restored and healed. But that's not the end of the story. Remember, God can use whatever is meant for evil and use it for good. Joseph may not have realized it at first, but God placed Joseph where he needed to be in order to save his family from famine and so that a nation of people might be known as the Israelites, that they would flourish and become a, known as the people of God. The Israelites now, later, they experienced pain and for some 430 years uh, until God calls Moses and delivers them from the bondage of slavery. But Joseph, Joseph didn't know any of this during those 13 years of being a slave, nor did he understand what the future held. But he trusted God. Joseph didn't realize when he was sold by his brothers, lied about by his master's wife, forgotten about those he helped, that any good would come from his continued honor of God. He could have thought, what's the use? And yet in all of this, Joseph did not blame God for the situation or the pain he suffered for all those years. Joseph never turned his back on God. Joseph never sought revenge against his brothers, even when they came before him to buy food those first few years during the famine. Joseph wanted to know more about his father and about his younger brother, Benjamin, than anything else. Soon his father and brothers, along with their family, 70 in all, would move to Egypt. God used this evil intent of his brothers, one to preserve a family and then to build a people into a great nation that would be called Israel, the people of God. How might you have responded? If you were Joseph, looking back over the 13 years, Joseph acknowledged that God was using him to accomplish the good when he told his brothers, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. That he was in the place of God. You see, Joseph understood that God did not cause the pain in his life. Rather, it was his brothers who did by their evil intent. Joseph's brothers were worried that he would take revenge on him, out on them, but Joseph didn't. 
Instead, God used it for good. Friends, all pain, sickness, rebellion, and death, and evil intent originates from sin. The sin that started in the garden when Adam and Eve rebelled against God. Prior to Adam and Eve's sin, everything in the garden was good. It is only from the point and from the time that Adam and Eve sinned that Satan's intent to promote evil was beginning to happen. And God, but God used Satan's evil intent to accomplish his good and perfect will. In Joseph's pain, he never wavered from faith in God Almighty. Even when Joseph did not understand why things were happening the way they were, Joseph remained faithful and honored God with his life. You may not be able to see beyond the current situation you're facing, and yet you can have faith and hope in God's deliverance. Remember this. Philippians 4:19. My God will meet all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Psalms 91, starting at verse 14, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him, I will protect him, for he acknowledges my life. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. We all need that. See, I believe there are several th takeaways that we can learn from Joseph's life and his story. First, we must be focused on God, on the word of God, the power of God, the love of God, the presence of God in all of our situations. We should trust God and not doubt or compromise what we know in our hearts to be true, what we learned in Sunday school to be true concerning God and his love for us, even when things don't look like they are going the way we think they should go or the way we want them to go. Third, we must never blame God for the situation or of pain or sorrow or grief that we may endure to someone's in actions, words, or evil intent towards us. Let's refuse to allow anger or revenge to gain a foothold in our hearts. We must always give God the glory, and as we do, I believe we can and will remain spiritually humble and spiritually sensitive 
to the will of God and the direction of God for our lives. And six, we need to remember to always seek the presence and direction of God in every situation. And he will make a way through the negative and painful situations that we might have joy unspeakable and full of glory. People may not understand how in an awful situation you can give God glory. A person may not understand how you can remain positive in times of grief or pain. That's because they don't know Christ as Lord and Savior. The coronavirus has some people living in fear. Some may be blaming God while others are grieving and angry, going through pain, sickness, and worried about tomorrow. You may know someone who can't see past the moment, past the pain. Things may appear hopeless, helpless at the moment for them. But let me tell you, it's not. Simply trust the Lord. Let me suggest that you share how Joseph maneuvered through these 13 years plus of darkness. 13 years of not knowing what was going to happen each day. Share how God used the evil towards Joseph for the good how he stood fast and held on. Share how God blessed you in and through the painful times that you may have experienced in your life where one day you accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. Let me encourage you to remain focused on God Trust in the Lord. Refuse to blame God. Give God the glory. Seek his presence and walk in faith and shun evil. See, I believe if you will do this, God can use you to bless your friends and family for generations to come. For generations that you have not e do not even know yet. You see, remember, God can use what the enemy intended for evil and use it for good to save lives. Lives that you may not even know. Friends that you may not even know. Family that you may not even know. But your, your life, your faithfulness, through difficult times can speak volumes to those who don't know Jesus. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understandings. That's what Joseph did. He trusted God even in the darkest of prisons, even in slavery, in the pain of, of being lied about 
in the pain that his brothers caused. He chose not to sin, not to take revenge when he could have. Instead, he sought God. His family was restored. The nation of Israel would be born and generation of believers would follow Christ. You bow your heads with me. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for Easter. But we also have to thank you for the times that we've had pain, that we've reached out to you and that you've heard and answered. We thank you for your faithfulness and for your mercy and your grace. I thank you that you don't leave us alone in the tragedies of life, but you are there with us. You walk with us in the valley and you are with us on the mountaintop. You are there with us in the good and the bad and the ugly. Lord, I pray that you use us for your glory. Help us to be uh, sounding boards of the grace and mercy of God, that how you've shown it in our lives, that we can share it to the world. Lord, you be glorified. Help us in our pain. Help us in our situations. But we know for sure that you are God Almighty, and we trust you. And we love you. Be glorified in our hearts and our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.